0: Welcome listeners to our review of Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban Sirius Black is the reason the Potters are dead And now he wants to finish what he started I
1: want you to swear to me, you won't go looking for Black Why would I go looking for someone who wants to kill me?
0: Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban is a 2004 fantasy film directed by Alfonso Cuaron based on J.K. Rowling's 1999 novel of the same name. The film follows Harry Potter's third year at Hogwarts as he is informed that a prisoner named Sirius Black has escaped from Azkaban and intends to kill him. It stars obviously the usual people, Daniel Radcliffe, Rupert Grint and Emma Watson, as well as the usual supporting cast including some newcomers, Gary Oldman as Sirius Black, David Thewlis as Professor Lupin, Michael Gambon, his first part here as Albus Dumbledore, got Emma Thompson in here as Sybil Trelawney, and Timothy Spoll as Peter Pettigrew.
1: I must say, the additions in the cast are fantastic in this film. And I'm on board with Michael Gambon now. I reckon he is the better better Dumbledore. Richard Harris is just Frail, like made-
0: didn't you say that is that is who Dumbledore really is based off the books?
1: He's gentler, but I kind of prefer Michael Gambon in the films now. He just provides yeah, more of a, presence a bit more aggression, and, yeah, more of a presence than uh, Richard Harris.
0: Fair enough. Music, of course, by John Williams. His last Harry Potter film that he scored.
1: Really, I did not know that. Yes.
0: Yes, he is credited throughout the film franchise for the main motif, the Hedwig's theme, but each movie after this was adapted by a different composer for the rest of the movies.
1: So he's, he's done after this. Is the main Harry Potter theme actually called Hedwig's theme? Yes. Huh. Unlucky Harry. <laughs> does, does he not have his own theme?
0: No, it can be bothered. No, nah, there's no Harry's theme. Should be called John Williams' theme. Yeah, maybe it should have. Cinematography by Michael Sarazen
1: Michael Sarah, I know him from uh, Juno. Not Arrested Development? No, come off it.
0: Michael Sarazin did the cinematography for Dawn and War of the Planet of the Apes.
1: Great films, great films.
0: Cinematography is a little bit different in this film compared to the first two, wouldn't you say?
1: Uh, There's a truckload of rain for some reason. It's almost like they started the school year this year in a completely different season. Lots of snow too. I mean, there's more rain than there is snow. It's always raining in this film. (laughs) It's really dark and sort of damp like oh, really dark damp, clouds yeah, over because of all the fucking rain Endo. <laughs> 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 it's hard not to be damp in this film yeah it's it's yeah it's very dark very dark it's like they said all right they're 13 now they're teenagers let's make this a bit more of a darker film
0: yeah they're 13 let's cater this more to the adults now So, Chris Columbus originally signed on to direct all of the Harry Potter movies. However, he realized that by doing this, he would actually miss out on basically seeing his children grow up. So, he decided to pass on directing the rest of the movies after Chamber of Secrets. He did remain on board for this film as a producer, but after the shooting had finished, he did decide he was going to end his involvement with Harry Potter after this one.
1: Has Chris Columbus done other things after Harry Potter? I don't know about after Harry Potter, but I know he did Home Alone. Yeah, okay. He did do Home Alone, but... (laughs) Did he stop working after Harry Potter? Oh, my God, he directed Pixels. So, yes, he did. Yes, he should have stopped working. He also directed Rent. I love you, Beth Cooper. Oh, Percy Jackson, have you seen that? I have not. I'm sure that has its fans, but he really did take a bit of a uh, a nosedive down, didn't he? Sorry, guys, can't do Harry Potter. Got to go direct Pixels. Pixels for the kids. He did say he was stopping Harry Potter for the family. So, you know, he basically wanted to involve the kids. What are we saying? Harry Potter is a kiddie franchise, anyway, to a
0: degree. In the end, isn't it? Like, how many, how many, uh, you know, eight-year-olds are really going to be going through this whole thing? In fairness, my daughter is. So I don't know why I asked that question. I just answered it myself.
1: Yeah, my eight-year-old son is also doing that. So uh, that wasn't. Has odd- he seen him before? Yeah, that was an odd choice. In fairness, my. Five-year-old daughter's watching them at the moment. My
0: six-year-old was watching these, but I think they got a bit too, maybe a bit too adult and convoluted. She actually got a bit bored and she she left the room after a couple, I think maybe he was halfway through this film.
1: Now Zara doesn't get bored. She gets scared.
0: Ah, fair enough.
1: So, Alphonse Cuaron has joined the crew here. Did he go on to do anything after Harry Potter?
0: I think he did a couple of things after this film. I think he made a big name for himself after doing this film.
1: Was this... One of his first English-language films? I think it was the first English-language film.
0: Really? The film we did before this was Itumama Tambiyan. Have you seen that? No, I haven't, but I know what it's about. Quite a is, different film, I must say, than Harry Potter. Is that about a group of kids? Not in the slightest. Do you actually not know what that film's about?
1: No, I'm trying to find it on uh, on IMDb. You're not I... going to be able to spell it if I'm saying Itumama Tambiyan. Oh, it's called And Your Mother Too, is it? But you didn't know that. Oh, it's about sex. Yes. Is that why you know it so well, Hendo? <laughs> <laughs> Is that why you don't? Yeah. Nice burn, mate. Nice burn.
0: Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, he actually had never read any of the Harry Potter novels. He hadn't seen the first two films either, so when he was uh, offered the job, he had no idea what he was getting himself into. It was actually Guillermo del Toro who convinced him to do it, saying, don't be stupid. Go and read those books immediately.
1: And obviously, he was a big fan. Of Guillermo. Of course he was. Not Guillermo. Alfonso Qualon. Probably was after he read them, yes. Well, he wasn't obviously a big fan before he read them, Hendo. <laughs> uh,
0: let's look at some casting choices here. David Thoulis was Alphonse Cuaron's first choice for Professor Lupin. He accepted the role on the advice of Ian Hart, who played Professor Quirrell in the first film, told him that Lupin was the best part in the book.
1: Yeah, great character, great casting. i got no complaints about him at all. Did you like him? He's great in this film, the actor and the character. Nice.
0: Great addition. So Emma Thompson accepted the role of Professor Trelawney to impress her four-year-old daughter. It was actually Tilda Swinton who was offered the role first, but she declined
1: it. And thank God she did. Not a Tilda Swinton fan? I mean, she's okay. I mean, she probably would fit the role, but Emma Thompson's great. Does she come back
0: in any of the other films? I can't remember. Of course. Because everyone comes back.
1: I mean, I'm sure she's in Deathly Hallows Part 2.
0: Every character that has been in the past seven films comes back for the final, regardless of where they're at in their life.
1: I don't think Quirrell does for some reason.
0: (laughs) No, didn't you see that pile of dust in the corner?
1: Man, it would have been great if we had Gilderoy Lockhart show up in the Deathly Hallows Part (laughs) 2.
0: Just had absolutely no idea what he was doing.
1: Yeah. But one of the big ones
0: here, Gary Oldman, he said he accepted the role of Sirius Black because he needed the work. He hadn't acted in over a year at that point. He'd taken some time off to be with his family. He also took the role to please his sons. Apparently, accepting that role made uh, the kids a hero at school with their schoolmates.
1: Well, after this, he certainly went on to bigger and better things with uh, Commissioner Gordon, didn't he, Hendo? Really playing into the, you know, the kids' likes. Do
0: you, When you think of Gary Oldman, do you think of Sirius Black or Commissioner Gordon?
1: I think of the fifth element. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> then why... More- <laughs> What do you think of?
0: Uh, Probably Commissioner Gordon, actually. Yeah,
1: it's definitely not serious. Black. I'm sorry, but it's not. Like, he's really not in it that much. And I mean the franchise that much.
0: No, he's not. But, of course, they have to recast Dumbledore here. Did you see who initially turned down the role? Sean Connery. No, I was going to go Ian McKellen. Oh, yeah, him too. Yeah, but he didn't want to do it because, you know, he was in the middle of being Gandalf and thought he had enough trouble living up to one legend, so
1: two would probably be too much to hope for. He wasn't in the middle He'll- of playing Gandalf.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. That it's had, over by had, now, isn't that it? That had
1: finished. Maybe he was in the yeah, middle of Magneto. He was certainly knee-deep in X-Men films, no doubt.
0: That's definitely true. He also said it would have been inappropriate to take Richard Harris's role, as Richard Harris called Ian McKellen a dreadful actor.
1: Surely you would take his role and show him how it's done <laughs> just to Prove spite him, wrong. him. You wouldn't say, well, I'm not going <laughs> to take it because the guy doesn't like me. Fuck that. Walk all
0: over his grave, I would. Well, that's the difference between you and Sir Ian McKellen.
1: I guess that's why I'm not a sir.
0: (laughs) Yes, that's the only reason. So in order to acquaint himself with the three lead actors and actress, Alphonse Coron had each of them write an essay about their characters from a first-person point of view. So Emma Watson, in her true Hermione fashion, she went a little bit overboard and wrote a 16-page essay. Daniel Radcliffe, much like Harry, wrote a simple one-page summary. And Rupert Grint, pretty much like Ron, didn't turn one in. Didn't
1: do it. No, nope, didn't do it. What a Muppet. Fair income. <laughs> I mean, seriously, if your new boss comes to you and says, listen, I just want to get to know you guys. Can you do me this one job? You're getting paid millions of dollars, surely, at this point. Surely you write something down. This was their reasoning.
0: Rupert Grin said, if I'm writing about Ron in the style of Ron, this is what it would be, because he would not do this. And Coram was like, perfect. You know your character.
1: What a cop-out.
0: So I'm sure you noticed Dean that the the main actors in the film were wearing a bit more casual clothing than they were in their first two films. That was Quaron's uh, idea to have them be more... Uh, like
1: real people?
0: Yeah, get uh, show out a bit more of their characters' personalities. He also gave the rest of the Hogwarts students permission to wear their uniforms in any way they wanted to in order to bring out a greater sense of realism to the wizard school. That's why you see some of them wearing their uniform really neatly, while you have others having their, kids, uh, their ties tied down, shirt hanging out, things like that.
1: See, for me, I just thought Michael Gambon had let the standards slide a bit since he'd taken over.
0: This is the Gambon Dumbledore, I will do
1: how I want. Yes, which is, I don't care about standards, you guys can do what you want.
0: (laughs) But this was released in America on the 23rd of May in 2004 with a runtime of 142 minutes with a tagline of, something wicked this way comes.
1: Terrible tagline. What does that even mean, something wicked this way comes? Talking about
0: Sirius Black, obviously.
1: Sounds like Yoda wrote that tagline.
0: Would anyone speak
1: that way in this film? No, no one would. Who would?
0: No one talks like that. Maybe Richard Harris Dumbledore would have. Wow. You're going there, are you? I am. Tribute to him through the tagline. Hmm. Budget of $130 million. Worldwide Gross $796 million. What a flop. (laughs) Didn't make as much as the first one. Definitely not. Nope. But this was nominated for two Oscars that year. It was nominated for Best Original Score, which it lost to Finding Neverland.
1: I have not seen Finding Neverland. Have you seen that?
0: Yeah, I saw it long time ago now. Is it can't worth really watching?
1: It. I can't remember it. Will I like it more because I like Hook? Yes. Okay, so Dustin Hoffman's in it? No. I don't know. I'm hearing mixed things here. Just don't watch it. Done.
0: It also got nominated for Best Visual Effects that year, which it lost to Spider-Man 2.
1: I mean, you can't argue with that. Spider-Man 2 has some great visual effects. I'm just trying to think of the most impressive visual effects from this film. I mean, would it be the Dementors? The Hippogriff? Yeah, well than bad. I guess. I think the Dementors look cooler than the Hippogriff, or at least more believable.
0: What about all the cameras panning through the mirrors and the windows all the time in this film?
1: Yeah, that stuff's really good. Is that special effects Mm, though? Of course it is. I thought it was just like good camera work.
0: Nah, those shots where you see the camera morph into the mirror and then go straight through it as it's an actual scene, that's definitely some visual effects there.
1: Yeah, that stuff looks really good.
0: But this has an average of 7.9 over 521,000 ratings, currently the highest of the three Harry Potter films we've done. I'm not surprised, yeah. Now, I'm very curious if you think it's the highest of the three we've done so far, Dean. Why don't we get into it? Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview.
1: Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything over on at patreon.com slash journey And
0: we've got over 70 bonus episodes over there, including film series such as the Die Hard series, X-Men series, Mission Impossible series. We've also
1: gone through some notable film directors such as Wes Anderson, Edgar Wright and Quentin Tarantino.
0: That's right. There's also tons of benefits over there. Early access to our main show, patron-only polls, that we put out on the regular.
1: Exactly. You can also shape the show the way you want it to be, by taking telling us what films you would like us to break down.
0: And Dean at a spot on patreon.com slash themoviejourney. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits we have to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out.
1: Thanks, y'all.